Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. What is up, podcast world? Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where we talk about hustle, grind, success, failure, all of those things in my journey and some others along the way. Welcome to episode 115. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit subscribe. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I can't begin to tell you how much this stuff means to me. Sincerely, thank you. This episode is brought to you by Hashdash. Cannabis can be complex. Which product is right for me? Which fulfills my needs? It can be overwhelming to know where to start and how to navigate the sea of product offerings. Hashdash leverages a unique algorithm that matches you to the right cannabis products based on your profile. If you're a cannabis consumer and want to explore their value add and an opportunity to sign up for their free beta release, visit Hashdash.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter at Hashdash and on Instagram at Hashdash.com. Before we dive into today's episode, on episode 96, I dropped some exciting news. I'm now offering one-on-one -on -one calls. A lot of you send me some great questions, and I've been looking for more than just a conversation through a direct message, a way to connect on a more personal level through audio and video, a way to dive deeper and address your particular situation. Well, I now offer exactly that to add more value. We create a platform that allows you to set goals, work on your communication skills, well-being, leadership, team management, emotional intelligence, productivity, or healthy habits. A bunch of you are already signed up monthly and things continue to fill up. For those of you that are interested, shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram or email me at scott.themotivatedmind at gmail.com. That way, we can get you on the schedule. So since episode 96, I've mentioned that I was going to bring one individual onto the podcast that has joined my one-on-one -on -one sessions. Well, today... I've brought that individual on the podcast. Today, we have Anna with us. We have been talking since August, I think, and she's going to bring a lot to the table today. We're going to dive into a few things from how she found the podcast, her growth from August since our first conversation, and what that journey has looked like. I think so many will find value in today's episode, as I know so many of you are going through similar challenges Without further delay, welcome, welcome, Anna. Hey, Scott. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about my experience and hopefully bring as much value as I can for others and probably learn something along the way for myself as well. Uh, yeah, we've been talking since August and there's a lot to share, so I'm really excited. 
Good. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to have you. We, at, doing all these one-on-one sessions, I'm always like, you know, we've been talking about it. But when I finally said, I want to bring you on to the podcast, you were like, oh my God, are you serious? I know you've been talking about it on the podcast, but actually bringing me on. Uh, let's do this. So let's, uh, let's jump right in. Remind me, because it has been a while and 2020 has been obviously crazy for everybody. And it feels like it's been two years packed into one for some people. But remind me, how did how did you end up one stumbling onto the podcast in general and me like what what did that look like because I don't think we've ever even been over that yeah so of course going through COVID I was uh, I had just graduated college in May and I was studying for my CPA exams uh, over the summer and I still stayed in College Station with my roommates and you know gyms started opening slowly again and I remember walking on the treadmill and I was just missing something. Music just wasn't doing it for me anymore. And all the podcasts that I listened to before just weren't cutting it anymore. And so I really just started doing a random search on Spotify. I use Spotify. Um, and I started to type in like motivated, you know, motivating podcasts. And this came up and I just clicked a random episode. And I didn't even start from the beginning. And really what caught me was just the way that you express and the way that you talk during your podcast, it was so just inviting and they were so short. They were 20 minutes long, which is a perfect treadmill walk after a workout. And I started listening to them every time I went to the gym and, you know, it started first just listening. Then it started me thinking about what you were talking about during the day. I would realize, Oh, I remember Scott talking about this last night. Maybe I should start implementing it. And it was very realistic. And I think that was such a big driver for me is that your podcast was really realistic I didn't feel like it was scripted I didn't feel like there was any fluff in it you know just oh close your eyes and everything will be okay it was very tangible information that I could use and then when I heard that you announced one-on-one sessions it was such a brave moment for me because I usually would never do this but in my head I was like screw it. I'm just going to DM Scott and see what happens. And so I literally DM'd you on Instagram. And I think I asked just like, Hey, I heard you had these sessions. Like I'm interested. I'm going through things. Um, CPA exam is not easy, especially after graduating college. Um, all of my fellow accountants know. Uh, and so, yeah, it just kind of happened so naturally. And I think we just clicked so well after our first session. And after that, it just became a bi-weekly session. First of all, the fact that you took the initiative, we, we've talked a lot about the, the action over words and, you know, I've dropped content around that on the podcast as well. But the fact that you even just went out on a limb, plus through all of our sessions, you know, we'll we'll jump into your journey. But I feel that you've had an immense amount of growth this year. And I was just talking to somebody the other day that um, has another podcast that we're going to jump on together about how everybody's really looked at 2020 as a a bad year. And certainly there has been a lot of tough things that have happened over the year. Again, going back to the not sugarcoating this stuff. um, There's been a ton of shit that has hit the fan this year, but it's all what you make of it and your mindset and your perspective, your elevation. And I feel like just what six sessions that we've had now together, the amount of growth, but there was one thing that I even saw from the beginning for you. And I don't even think I've, I've stated this yet, but you have the platform for that growth mindset. You know, I think there are some things that aren't so teachable. You know, when I hire uh, employees, there are just some things that are going to be really hard to break through, right? The um, just the character of someone is, you can only take it so far, right? For some people. And that's not to say that's for, for everybody, but the first time we started talking on a one-on-one session, I'm like, okay, she, she's she got the platform. She's got the mindset. She's got the the runway, the foundation to all of this. And I knew it was going to be successful from the beginning because you had buy-in, right? And together we had buy-in. And I think the first thing I say in one-on-one sessions is, hey, you're going to get out what you put in. And the amazing thing about you, you were like, okay, let's dive as deep as we want to go. And I feel like every session you were able to extract, not trying to talk for you at all, but you were able to dive deep and get a lot out of it because you were willing to go to a place 
of vulnerability. And we've talked about that being a massive, massive strength, not a weakness. And we've got to make that more of a conversation at scale, especially here in the United States. But you were able to get out a lot because of you, right? I always tell people, especially with one-on-one sessions or anything, I can drop all the content in the world. You can read as many books as you want, listen to all the podcasts you want, but ultimately it just comes down to you. So I take zero for this. This has been you, and I want to make sure that's very clear. I don't know if we've said that together, but I'm putting it on the podcast right now to be like, this is all you. Everything has been been you, your your mindset, your perspective, your work ethic, uh, your demeanor, your elevation, self-awareness, all of these things, that is all you. So where I really want to go with this is let's take people on kind of this journey, this experience. What has August to now looked like for you? What's that overall growth? Uh, kind of play out this timeline for people because like I said, since August, damn, you've done a lot. Um, and I don't mean done a lot in just only numbers, the amount, the things, the quality of things that you've been able to implement has been uh, amazing. So share that journey. Well, thank you so much for all those nice words. I mean, yeah, there are some things that we don't talk about, even though I think one thing that really showed me that this would be so successful is that I remember at the end of the first session, you were like, I want to take a minute to tell you what you're doing great and vice versa. You know, I told you how I felt after each session. And I think that back and forward of this is how I feel. This is what I got out of it is such a big part of that communication. And I think that's also why this was so successful from the start. Um, But that means a lot to me that you think of me. And honestly, I was so honored when you asked me, I had no idea it could even get this far, but I'm so glad to be here. Um, So Yeah, August to now, uh, it has been a lot of growth. There's been a lot of changes in my life, a lot of mental growth, a lot of a lot of change that I never thought would happen for me. Kind of a background, I am a very type A person. Uh, We all know this. I live by lists. I love lists. I color code my lists. Um, And so, being a type A person, I'm also more on the stubborn, stick to my life, stick to my plan, uh, stick to how things are and not necessarily how they could be and obviously with COVID happening that was already that was the first thing that you know shut that door for me and for about a month I was very lost in myself uh not not necessarily I was depressed or had anxiety I was just didn't know how to effectively live my life I always felt very inefficient considering I was finishing school I was studying for these tests it always felt like I was just lagging behind on my life And so as kind of August rolled around and I found your podcast and we started talking, I realized that there needed to be a really big shift of, first of all, just gratitude in general of how far I am in my life and for everything that is coming, as well as letting go. And I think um, kind of background, I mean, I'm 23. I definitely don't have all the answers in the world. I have wisdom from my parents and my friends and whatever I find you know, podcasts, internet, YouTube videos. But I do think that letting go sometimes is taken to an extreme. I think people, when they hear letting go, and I know I feel this way, is like when I heard letting go, it felt like I just had to let go of everything. I, I just couldn't have any control in my life. And so of course that thought is very scary, especially for somebody who's so type A. And what I started doing instead is not necessarily just letting go, but actually just accepting where I was. Um, My CPA journey wasn't a really fun one. Um, I had to retake a couple of the tests. uh, And honestly, I think that was one of the biggest changes in my life. It was one of the biggest catalysts for change because it wasn't something that I could change at that point. I couldn't change my grade. I knew that I had studied the most that I can. And so I started changing my mentality to I'm grateful for where I am. I'm grateful for the people in my life. You know, really putting that positive energy because it's true what they say, right? You get out, you get in what you put out. Exactly. Um, Just like this, you know, one-on-one sessions as well. And so it was very important for me to remain positive and not necessarily happy, but just positive and, you know, hopeful for the future of, you know, the things that can come if you're, you know, doing the best that you can now. Um, And so that was one of the really big changes. I do feel like I'm a lot more okay with uh, shit that happens. 
is one of our favorite quotes that we say during our one-on-ones. It shit happens and it's true. Uh, you know, it could be anything from a flat tire to, you know, worst case scenario, sudden death or some kind of other situation that you would have never expected to, especially, you know, on a Tuesday morning. Uh, another thing that I kind of had to learn was to be appreciative of myself and give myself grace. I think that was a really big thing, especially, you know, with school and I started a new job in uh, September now. And I am always really hard on myself and I never allow myself to look back to see how far I've come, right? That's one thing that you always talk about is you don't look back for, you know, some, some specific memory. You don't look back to compete with other people. You really just have to look back to see how far you've come. And so... A lot of the times I would find myself stressing that, oh, I didn't do enough today. I, I could have done this much more. You know, I just worked eight hours. I should probably go clean the house. But instead, I had to be okay with finding balance of, okay, maybe you should just close your laptop and go spend some quality time with your brother. And if that means, you know, watching Netflix or going outside and shooting hoops, whatever that might look and not feeling guilty that you're spending time shooting hoops versus doing housework or other kind of work. So I think that was a really big part of the change as well and I can say I'm better for it now I'm still very type a I still love lists and I still color code my list but now I'm finding a lot of the times that you know if plans change or if somebody cancels or something happens in my life that forces my plans to change I'm a lot more okay with accepting where I am and what I need to do in that moment and specifically focusing in that moment not worrying about well I can't finish this assignment, you know, I'm focusing specifically in this moment. The assignment's going to come later whenever I have free time to think about that. I love that. I, I love everything that you said. There, there are a couple of things that really have, have stuck out to me. It's this pausing, but also the gratitude. You know, people ask a lot, you know, well, how do I let things kind of roll off my chest? How do, how do I let go? And I think that gratitude is skipped over quite a bit in today's world and it forever, but I haven't been around forever to say that. And I think that there's so much that goes on around us that is out of our control that when you start to realize that it's out of my control, you don't put as much focus and effort into trying to control those pieces because you do realize, and it's not a negative thing, that that's a losing battle. And there are certain hills you want to die on. And then other hills where you're like, I'm not taking a stand on that one. That that I only have so much bandwidth. And really realizing, especially for someone that's so ambitious, such as yourself, and I'm certainly a lot of people that listen to this podcast, that it's okay to have slow days. And slow days don't even mean that you didn't accomplish anything. You could be having a super tough day and accomplished one thing that really makes that happiness for the day, makes you just grateful to even be breathing. And I think generally speaking, a number of people think of accomplishments in numer numbers, right? Like, well, I got 20 things done today. Okay, but what was the quality behind those things? And if it's one or two things that means spending some time with your brother or your mom or a friend, and that's what you needed for the day, that's what you needed for the day. Nothing else really matters in the grand scheme of things. And I think it's placing that perspective to say, today, I needed this. And usually, yes, it's go, go, go. And there, there, I wanted to pause there for a second because I always trashed like Netflix on these things by saying sitting and binge watching Netflix. I have no problem with Netflix. I actually think they have a brilliant business model. But what I am saying is that if you're unhappy with your life, you have the ability to go out and change it. The way that you react to things, your work ethic, all of those things are all controllable, right? And I think how you really let go of things is being just grateful for where you are. And that's not saying, you know, I, I know and you and I have passed around this word like content because I'm not a huge fan of like being content either because that means to me, my perspective is that, you know, there you're not searching for opportunity for more growth to take that next step. And this last piece here is this perspective piece on looking back to understand where you came from. That's also part of that like gratitude component, being able to say, wow, 
over the last 11, 12 months, this is how far I've come. That's remarkable. And I've, I've said this a lot, but I literally have an achievement document, as I call it. And 30 minutes, I spend time just reflecting on the day. How did I feel? I also, too, have this practice that I suggest to everybody. What's your one biggest thing that you want to accomplish for the day? That like, if you're like, yeah, at the end of the day, if I did that one thing, the day was a success for me. It doesn't mean you need to have 15 or 20 things. And Anna, you and I are very similar in that regard where I like lists too. I mean, I leverage Asana, more of a digital person, but my Asana calendar can get pretty filled up. And I realized a long time ago that it was really important to pause and really understand the why component. I was just having this conversation with someone last night, the why behind everything. And that's when the gratitude starts to pop into as well. Because when you start really like searching deep for something and you're looking for that why, you usually come on this like platform of purpose and that purpose starts to light everything else up in the room that you're like, yeah, now I don't have lists to just have lists. I have I have purpose, which brings motives behind all of my actions. And so it doesn't need to be so full because the purpose takes place of everything. And it kind of goes back to that number conversation, right? That it doesn't need to be 20 things now because you know five things are driving your happiness and your purpose and your vision for just life and, and, and what you do. And I think that's something that I've heard a lot from you too is, is the gratitude component and that grace component. And I adore the shit out of that grace component. Being able to say, you know, hey, I'm an ambitious person. I want to get 20 different things today done, whether it be studying, whether it be cleaning the house, whatever it might be, but also understanding that, okay, well, some days are going to be a little tougher than others, and you're going to need to give yourself some grace and say, yes, but, you know, follow with dot, 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 but, or also, and having some sort of positive on the other end of that. I think that that stuff's extremely powerful and you have exemplified that superb, you know, since August, being able to leverage that gratitude and giving yourself just grace. I agree with everything you say. And thank you again for pointing out all these amazing things that you noticed and all the growth. Um, one thing that I kind of want to make a disclaimer and because, because being a young, ambitious adult who, you know, graduated college, has a job. Like, I feel like I'm always going. Um, I actually find that the so-called slow days, whether that's literally laying in bed all day or it's doing things for the soul, you know, running just errands that you wanted to do, you know, going to TJ Maxx. I love TJ Maxx. I also love Target. Just going to Target and just browsing around. I have found that some of my best mental developments happen during those days. And that's because if you have a list of 20 things that you're trying to achieve, yeah, sure, you're doing things and you're accomplishing and you're checking it off, but you haven't had any time to think about yourself. And I think that's one thing that my generation is struggling slash doing better. Um, and I, I know it's kind of weird because I just said both, but struggling because I think not enough people do it, but getting better because the people that are doing it are getting better at it. And that's actually reflecting on yourself. I think that self-reflection is the key to being a just happy person, being a good friend, being a good daughter, a son, whatever you are. I think it is so important to reflect on the good as well as reflect on the bad, right? I think if when you reflect too much on the bad, you put yourself into this deep abyss of, oh, no one loves me, you know, I have nobody, all of these negative thoughts. And if you think too high, then of course you're drawing your ego up and you're thinking, you know, I'm completely untouchable. And it's like, you know, none of those two are realistic endings. You have to find that middle. So I think self-reflection is such a big part of it. And when you self-reflect, I think gratitude, as it is everywhere, also creeps into self-reflection because not only are you grateful for others around you, you're grateful for yourself as well. And um, it's funny, one thing I started doing is going to yoga. I, I love going to the gym. I spend too much time at the gym sometimes, but I don't really necessarily do yoga because it is hard for me to sit still. And I actually found a yoga class I really enjoy at my gym here. And one thing that my instructor does at the end is we take a couple of minutes just for gratitude. And one thing that he says always is leave some gratitude for yourself. And I think that's so important too. And we don't give ourselves enough gratitude. And I'm not necessarily saying, you know, you have to 
always feel great. Like I don't always feel great about, you know, my body, my mind. I have off days for sure as well, but really just being grateful for what you have uh, versus, you know, being in the deficit and the lacking side. And I think that's really where the big shift is between positive energy versus negative energy. You can have a positively critical energy. I really do believe that you can be positively critical about yourself. You can say, hey, I didn't like how I reacted to that certain situation. What can I do better, right? It's constantly thinking, what can I do better? Not just focusing on the bad thing that you did. And I think, I mean, all of that ties, you know, gratitude, uh, looking back, purpose. I think it, it's always tied together. Um, and honestly, I love, I love the idea that we started exploring about content, being content versus gratitude. Um, because I think, I think there is always that, and I think it comes from social media. I do think, I think social media, if used incorrectly, can be very toxic, especially for my generation, because we live on social media. Um, and that's that idea of, you know, we see these influencers that are li living this prestige life, and we feel like we can't be happy unless we achieve that. Or you think somebody is giving all of their time um, volunteering in, in Africa or South America, anywhere, and you think, I have to do that full time. You don't have to do anything full time as long as you're not settling for something that you know you could do better. Um, and, I, and I think that also always goes back to self-reflection as well, right? Necessarily pushing yourself. You should push yourself. I'm a very big proponent of pushing myself. Um, sometimes I push myself too hard and I hurt myself sometimes others around me and it's something that I'm finding balance in. But it's that balance of pushing yourself versus, okay, I can rest. Today I can rest. And maybe I can't rest, but I need to rest. And knowing that difference as well, I think it's also very dangerous to say, oh, I just want to rest today. And then you become lazy, you get on this laziness streak and it's hard to bounce back. But our bodies tell us when we need to rest. Um, I definitely I definitely get sick. After a long period of stress, my body always shuts down. And so to prevent that, I give myself you know, these intermittent breaks between a busy period saying, okay, this day, I'm not going to do this, this, and this, and that I'm going to do this, which feels better for me just mentally. And yeah, sometimes I still feel bad about it, but looking at the long-term outcome, I would say I've done a pretty good job and there's always room for growth. So I'm growing that as well. I, I love that you're, we're focusing on this balance component because, you know, I even say, you know, things being black and white as well it's not one or the other, you know, you, you get to determine, all of us get to determine every single day, how much we want to give into whatever side, you know, focusing on how we react, uh, focusing on uh, healing, right? Like, we get to choose that every single day. And I think that there are a number of people that think it's this very rigid system where, no, you can't shift the next day. It's almost like I, I've never been a fan of politics, but, you know, God forbid anybody in the world ever shifts opinions on anything. It's like, well, I didn't think that you thought that way. And it's like, oh, well, that was three months ago and a lot of changes in three months. I think differently about that now because I have a little more time under my belt and I have additional perspective on this, right? So, I think that that's really important to focus on that balance component that you get to choose, hey, I want to spend 70% over here. Or I want to spend 30% over here. And one day it could be, you know, backwards. One day it could be 50-50. You, you get to, to make that determination. And I think being able to focus on that balance component is really important because there's this idea that if you're successful, that you're grinding all the time and you're hustling. And I got to fucking pull that intro out of my podcast at the beginning because it mentions the word hustle. And I think people kind of take that out of context sometimes. So I, I, I really want to focus on this idea of you can go really hard for 10 days, five days, three days, whatever fits you. And it's not saying that you need to burn yourself out or have three hours of sleep and have gray hairs by the time that you're 30 years old. No, not at all. But it's figuring out what that balance is. And I don't think, actually, I know there's not one formula that fits everybody. And I think there's this idea sometimes with people that there's like this secret formula to finding balance, secret formula to success. And it's like, no, it's also why I drop so much different content because there's never one thing that is going to drive to your success and happiness, right? There, there's a bunch of variables and components to driving to that area. 
and that's where that balance piece comes in. And I think it's really important to understand that Monday might roll around. You might listen to this podcast and still feel like shit, and that's okay. You get to relax and heal up. It's like my computer never gets a rest. God, it needs to shut down sometimes because it starts going really slow. The human body is the same exact way. We have an operating system. And if that operating system, one, doesn't get rest, and two, doesn't get the the new software, the version 1.1, then there's going to be problems in the long term. And I think it's being very thoughtful around that balance and what that balance means to you. And and you also hit on something earlier too, along this idea of just, I think there's a huge difference from pushing yourself and judging yourself. Those are two very different things, right? You can be very aware and say, darn, I really wish I got to that thing. And that's that dot, dot, dot in that book component. But I also have tomorrow. And I also got to the three things that were most important for me today. And it's also not only balance in all of those kind of emotions and times and throughout your week, but also this mental balance of those comments that we peck at ourselves about, right? You know, it is certainly okay to have elevation. I always think of it as kind of like three tiers. There's this like ground level tier where you're in the weeds all day and that's more like checking off the list. And then there's this middle tier that's at like 15,000 feet that you're you're probably doing things that are looking three months in on like a quarterly business, right? And then there's this tier at like 30, 35,000 feet, which is like cruising altitude for commercial flights. I hope there's nobody listening. That's like a pilot. It's like, eh, it's a little higher than that, a little lower. But my point is you have elevation. You're looking more like long-term. And I think if you're really thoughtful and have that perspective and that elevation at 35,000 feet, you start to become really thoughtful about how much energy you're spending in certain areas in your bandwidth and what's really healthy about you long-term. But in order to do that, you really have to step out of the weeds. And that's that piece of like balance, perspective, elevation, gratitude, grace, like all of these different variables that we've been talking about where it's not just one singular thing that's going to drive to all of this. It's 20,000 different components that are also happening every single day. And not to overwhelm anybody, but it's okay to find or strive for that balance and be able to say, I could do more, I want to do more, but there's a why behind all of it. It's not just doing more for the sake of doing more. There's a driver and there's a focus of like purpose behind it. And that why component, I cannot harp on enough. There's this why, this purpose and balance. Yeah, exactly. And kind of the way that you brought balance, there's two things I want to touch on. Um, And there's a certain order to them because one of them is a tangent, which I think is also something really important that we talk about. So my first point is, I think also what COVID showed, as, as terrible as it is, right? I mean, people are losing loved ones. The world, the world is shut down. Economies are shut down. Countries are breaking. Like it's, it's something that I never could ever imagine, and I still feel like I'm living in a simulation every day. Um, but I think there's a kickstart to this mental health question, right? I know corporations love to talk about life-work balance and you know, famous people, actors, everybody is starting to all of a sudden come out and say how important mental health is. And there's a reason for it, because now we have time to sit at home and think. And when you start thinking, you're coming to realize maybe I'm not happy here. You know, I've seen a lot of relationships crash and burn. And I've seen a lot of relationships flourish, because when people start to think, they start to want to change. And so I think that's so interesting is that We've all, I'm sure we've all seen that Jim Carrey video where he talks about, you know, being happy. Like, what is happiness specifically? And I say Jim Carrey because I think it's one of the most famous ones um, because he also talks about the $10 million check. And I've seen so many interviews with other actors and actresses, other famous rich people, and they're starting to now specifically harp on mental health. Yes, you can be rich, you can have all the money in the world. And I'm not saying that you, you can't be happy with that. But are you, you know, are you doing specifically what, you know, the purpose exactly? It's what is the purpose and why is that your purpose? And if you can't find that balance of I love making money versus let's say your purpose is your family. If you don't have that balance, you're not going to be happy because one is going to outweigh the other and you don't feel whole. Um, The second part is this changing mindset idea. And it's really interesting because I wasn't able to fully grasp this concept until actually a month ago 
Um, I unfortunately lost my grandmother, who is my angel and just like my shining star in my life. We were very close. I was uh, able to spend all of my summers with her for all 23 of my years. And she was the most just just happy and welcoming person. Like she would go out of her way for everybody. And so losing her was just a very big part. And it all happened, you know, during this COVID time, I wasn't able to say bye. And I was so sad. I was so sad. But what was also happening was we were having these sessions, you know, I started my job, everything in my life, personally, that was affecting me directly, was going so well. And I couldn't find that balance of, well, I should be sad. You know, I should wake up crying every morning, but I'm not. I'm waking up and I'm super excited and determined to go to work, crush these goals, see my friends. And sure, I definitely think about her. I think about her every damn second of the day. All the time I'm thinking about her. We have pictures all over the house now. Um, so I see her, but I'm never, you know, I never feel like I've crashed and burned and sat there just not knowing what to do. And I think what is so interesting is that the feeling of just being right my mom always told me just just be you don't have to define the emotion you don't have to define the action um and I I could never understood that I was like no you know if I'm mad I'm mad if I'm happy I'm happy and it's funny because when I was little I would always have very hard times getting over arguments and I still sometimes have that problem of okay well I'm mad I'm gonna commit to being mad but if you do something to make me laugh, oh, I'm not going to laugh. Why? Because I committed to being mad, which is complete bullshit, right? Like, when I say it out loud, it sounds completely insane. Everyone's like, really? You, you don't understand how you could be two emotions? Like, no, I couldn't understand that. And so it wasn't until now where I'm actually living it where my heart is broken. This is the worst heartbreak I've ever experienced. But I have a smile on my face. I feel so happy inside because... I have all of these other external stimulations that are lifting me up and giving me purpose. And I think it's so important for people to really truly understand that it is okay to be, you know, on this seesaw. It's okay one minute to be happy. It's okay one minute to be mad. Um, okay, like, yes, there's the extreme of, you know, bipolar disorder, but I'm talking specifically just the thoughts that come into your mind. If you are happy, not all of your thoughts have to be happy. It's okay to have sad thoughts. We're humans. We should experience emotional turmoil because that creates growth, right? Discomfort creates growth. It's on my Instagram bio. I love live by that. I love it. Um, and I think it's so true and applicable. And so I think it's really, really important. And I tell myself this every day. And also grace comes into this because I get on myself. Well, you promised yourself you'd be mad. Why are you laughing? you know, or, oh, it's such a good day. Like you can't be sad today. Like it's okay if, you know, after dinner with your friends, you get in your car and you just feel sad for a little. It's okay if a thought came up. And so I think that's so important of finding that balance. And it's something that I've truly, really worked on because I think that once that happens, you're able to mentally decipher all of the other things, right? Your purpose, your gratitude, your grace, um, and all of the components that we've talked about. So I think that's just something that if I could give any advice at all um, to myself, honestly, even it's just being okay with where you are without being content, right? Like just being okay that you're not defining who you are at this very minute, because I truly think it all lines up in the end. Even if it doesn't line up for another third years, it'll line up eventually. The, the picture that's coming to mind is like a river with a ton of like logs or just crap flowing down it. If you don't let yourself be happy, sad, angry, all of these things, eventually that dam's going to build up. Water has to go somewhere, right? And I think it's really, really important to always kind of picture almost like this, this river in your damn mind and being able to let things flow through. And I always think of it kind of like pipes too, right? In like companies even. If you go walk into a, a company, let's say a bigger company buys out a smaller company, uh, management is just chaos. There's a lot of sediment in the pipes. Well, eventually the pipes are going to back up and shit's going to hit the fan, right? You've got to be very thoughtful day to day about just that emotional flow and just kind of that mindset flow and just letting things flow through. It is so, so important. And we harp with ourselves on this like 
perfect box that we were talking about earlier, fitting into this, like, well, if I'm happy, I need to be happy. If I'm mad, I need to be mad. You don't, the word need should be like kind of thrown out in some circumstances. Like you don't need to be anything in the moment. The only thing that you need to be is you need to be you. That's what you need to be. And if that means that you need some rest for the day, if that means that you need to sit on your emotions a little longer than you normally would, if that means that you're an A-plus type person where you're just firing on all cylinders all the time, undoubtedly it's going to mean that you need some days to slow down a little bit, to catch up a little bit, to reboot again, to update your software. Those are all human pieces. And, And going a little further back for a moment here, on this kind of social media world, yeah, I do think that highlight reels are are a thing. You know, I've I've dropped that on some of my ep- episodes before. However, I want to be careful that human beings have always been this way. The difference is now it's amplified and it's at scale, and that's the biggest difference. And this is something that I'm really committing to doing as well. I need to spend more time talking about the shit sandwiches a bit more. You know, I, I certainly don't make things like unicorns and rainbows on the podcast. I, I say it like it is. And I, I'm super grateful that other people appreciate that and see the value in that as well. But journeys are not smooth. But going back to your point on this discomfort piece, that's exactly where the growth is. It shouldn't be smooth. Beautiful rivers have some of the most chaotic paths in the rainforest. Not to sound super tacky, but if you ever look at an aerial view, they're like fucking veins going out to the ocean. They're absolutely gorgeous. But that's because that water had to figure out the the best path. And maybe water isn't the best analogy because it normally finds a path of least resistance. But nonetheless, it's looking for a path to get to the ocean or a lake or wherever it's going, right? And I think that's the the exciting component, the, the biggest piece to life is that your journey is not going to be simple. And in those moments, in those micro moments, yeah, you're probably going to be a little furious, upset, sad, whatever, because you're in that moment. But if you really zoom out to that 30 to 35,000 feet and you see that river that you're carving in the rainforest, you're like, damn, now that's fucking beautiful. And we just lack and get so sucked up into that ground level experience that we really, some people have a a, a difficult time really zooming out and looking at this kind of macro picture and being able to do that and understand and really lean into discomfort is where the biggest success and beauty of life is. And I don't want anybody ever to forget that. In the moment, yes, let's recognize it's fucking difficult, but anything, reaching anything good has been very difficult. Majority of people do not have an easy ride in life. And yes, there are some extremes, of course, but at the end of the day, adversity always brings some big W's to the plate. Every time you, or I should say every time, but when you hear of some very successful people in life, you hear about some of their 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 childhood, some of the stuff that they've been through. Either they immigrated here from a horrible, horrible place, they grew up in a horrible place at broken, you know, household, all of these things, but yet somehow they push through. Has nobody ever questioned why? Because that discomfort, that that ugliness on its face was something that turned into be something absolutely spectacular and beautiful. And that, that is the cream. That is the meat of it all. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it's so funny because everything we're saying isn't rocket science, right? Like, I'm an accountant. I, I hate science. I didn't do well in science. It wasn't my thing. And it's not rocket science. It seems kind of like common sense. But when you say it out loud, it makes so much more sense. And it almost feels like you're opening this treasure chest of information. Um, And I think what the treasure chest piece is, is your ability to reflect and apply that to your life. And I think that's only, that's really the main difference between, you know, people who aren't on this mindfulness journey or don't know, and they're like, well, I can't get on it. Uh, Yeah, you can. 
all you have to do is just open your eyes and ears and just stop for a minute. You might just have to change your mindset, which, you know, the discomfort portion of it is, and I can speak personally, fear was a really big part of all of this journey. It's, it's scary. For me, it's scary to let go. For me, it's so scary not to have control. Um, I know that about me. I, that's just how I've lived my life. Um, and I started changing that. There are certain things that I still will never give up control on, but there are now other things that I'm okay with giving up control on. And it's okay if life decides to take reins that day. And I think the fear, and of course, you know, there's a lot of things in life that are scary. And I, I've been blessed to not really go through severe traumatic experiences that I know so many people around the world have. Um, but a lot of the times, fear is okay. Unless it's life-threatening, which I mean, sometimes people do life-threatening things, but usually it's not life-threatening. And usually you do come out on top. You come out so differently than you expected to. And the mindset that you get from it and the thoughts and the lessons that you learn, you can't do that if you're not stepping out of your comfort zone. And that can honestly be as small as like going to eat dinner alone at a restaurant. I used to think it was completely insane people could do that. Now, it's my favorite thing to do. I love going to eat alone and just think, and people watching or reading a book or listening to podcasts. Like that for me was a really big shift as well. So whatever that is for people. And, you know, my friends, I watch my friends say like, oh, I'm scared. Or like, I don't know if I should do it. And now all I say is go do it. I was like, if you do it, do it scared. If you do it, do it scared. And it's so liberating and it is scary, but I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to come out on top with some kind of lesson. And it may not be a happy lesson, right? There could be heartbreak or something you experience, but there's going to be a lesson that you're going to be better off with. Um, and one thing that I say, because uh, besides just the conversations, there are very tangible things that I have implemented from you. And one of the things I remember we talked about kind of in the beginning being, you know, list people, we talked about lists right? And just kind of waking up in the morning and setting your goals for that day. And I think it's really important to find the balance of having your long-term goals, you know, your five-year plan, your one-year plan, your six-month plan, whatever that looks like for each individual, but also having a daily plan, daily goals, not necessarily tangible things like I want to go to the store, but I want to be happy today, or I want to be kinder to myself, you know, and spending a couple of minutes in the morning or at night or during the day, whenever you have them, and just saying, what, what do I need today to slowly inch towards that long-term goal, right? Because we're all working towards a certain goal at the end of the day. Um, and everybody expresses it differently, but usually humans are driven by a certain future aspect. And so, yeah, if today I wake up uh, and I know I, that I need a nap because I want to be happier and to be happier, I need some more rest. But I know that, you know, my five-year goal is to be an X position at an X company it's like, okay, well, I'm going to be better off if I take a nap today because I'll be able to be more productive later or I'll re-energize for tomorrow. And I think that's so important too because I think people often blame themselves for, well, you know, I slacked off today. It's like, well, the fact that you slacked off, quote unquote, today, tomorrow, you might do the best work ever. And you won't know that, right? And if you're trying to sit there and continue working your 11, 12-hour days, tomorrow, you're not going to do shit. You're going to six of cups of coffee and then get back in bed. Um, and so I, th I think that's very important. And it is, it is that balance and it's accountability. And I think besides holding other people accountable, we sometimes forget to hold ourselves accountable um, and doing it in a kind way, right? We, at the end of the day, humans, I always say that we all go to sleep alone because at the end of the day, when you close your eyes and all your thoughts stop, it's just you, right? There, there's nobody around you. I know some people say you die alone, but that's, a little bit extreme and out there so um so you do you only have yourself so it's like unless you love yourself unless you appreciate yourself unless you build a environment where you can actually strive and nourish yourself you're not going to get anywhere and so that looks different for each person and I know like we're kind of generalizing here but you can tailor all of this to your specific needs and goals like I have friends that are on very different life paths I have friends that are married I have friends that have kids um, I have friends that are back in school getting PhDs, like we're, we're all over the spectrum. Um, but each person, when you talk to them and how they live their life, they're implementing all of these ideas in one way or another. They may not call it the same things that we call it, but, you know, everyone is reflecting. Um, some people do it religiously. Some people do it spiritually. Some people do it 
um, you know, by expressing themselves, drawing, singing, whatever it is. And so that I think is so important. And I really hope that everyone can find that for themselves because I think once you find peace within yourself and with yourself, you're able to become just such a better person for yourself and for others. Couldn't agree with that more. Could not agree with that more. And I think that is a beautiful place to to stop, to make everybody really sit on that for a second. So I don't want to load any more in there. And I super appreciate the fact that you came on the podcast. You shared your journey, your experience, some of the things that you've implemented and what you continue to do. I know you're going to find a, a ton more success on your runway or your river, right, to, to, your, to your lake or the ocean. Um, it's been really, really special to watch it. Obviously, we'll continue to stay in communication, but it's been really cool to just watch you develop. And I know there's so much more ahead for you and so many others that really focus on these components. So thanks again for jumping on. Thank you so much again for having me on. Like I said, this was never my idea, my intention, but here we are. And I'm so glad we were able to do this. And I hope everybody takes at least one thing away or 85 things away from this. And thank you so much. Absolutely, Anna. And one last thing for those that really want to get a hold of you to say, hey, uh, tell me a little more or, you know, kind of dive a little deeper into this. And, you know, they want to pick your brain a little more. I certainly don't want to hold that back at all. Where can people reach out to you if you're open to it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm pretty much on all the social media platforms. I'm on Instagram. Uh, My handle is Anna, A-N-N-A underscore. Vigdorov, V-I-G-D-O-R-O-V, or they can find me on Facebook. It's just Anna Vigdorov, and I'm sure you'll find my name in the title. Um, It's a Russian last name, so I'm sorry about that. But yeah, um, I'm open to just getting messages, and honestly, like seeing people's transformation journeys, I think is just so empowering because it makes you feel like you're not alone in it as well, and I think that's what a lot of people need is just hearing that they're not alone and other people are going through that as well. Absolutely. And I will actually link it in the description of this episode. So any of you that want to follow Anna, her journey, want to DM her, please feel free to do so. I know she's going to be a valuable asset if you do want to reach out to her. So Anna, can't thank you enough. I appreciate you greatly. And thanks so much for jumping on. Great. Thank you so much, Scott. I hope you all found so much value in today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do so. That way you don't miss any new episodes. And for a closer look into my journey and more motivational content, please be sure to like my page on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at The Motivated underscore Mind. I've got a lot more to share. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening.